Welcome to Turn to Your Neighbor. This is the Christian Talk Show where we talk about the church, music, movies, social media, and a whole lot more. My name is Cliff. This is Dr. T. Hey, neighbors. And you know, muted yourself. This is, <laughs> this it's is always something. That's all. What up? Big, Yay, it's always something. Drag. It's all, it all, yeah. Big, it's always, it's always something. something drag. Drag. <laughs> Put that in there. See if that fits on the bottom. It's always, big, it's always something. Dre. Like, hey, man. I'm muted. You muted yourself again. It's how, am I, how am I looking? Am I coming in funky? Is my picture coming in funky? Or is that just on my feet? I don't know. A little know. pixelated. A little pixelated yeah. on me. I know. I don't understand why, because it's. I don't know. Anyway, we here. I'm here. Let me, yeah. Let me do some things. Just keep talking like I'm not here. You just gonna you, you gotta blame it on the babies, ain't you? I'm, yo, <laughs> go yo, we are going through a whole thing in my house right now because let's see. Okay, now I'm blank. Okay, yeah, let's frozen. try. That's okay. I'm frozen. Okay. I'm back. Am I back? I'm back. Your picture. My the picture, picture is back, good. but the, the audio is not insane. Yeah. You look like a bootleg movie <laughs> from another country. Not that we would know. Not that I would know yeah. anything about that. So I'm not back at all. You are back, but now your audio is not syncing with your video. Why don't you go out and come back in? See, all right. See if that helps. <laughs> I just prayed about that. All right, I'll be back. Well, tell them that I do. Tell them that I he do. Did pray. Just pray. Them. He did just pray. He did just pray that we would have technological excellence. Already, it's probably because he got fifty things going on in his computer. He's trying to do Facebook, Absolutely. probably Facebook, YouTube, and and this. If you shut He's your got device two down, screens. yeah, you shut your device down. Streamline your situation. We'll That's be right. all right. That's right. All right, what's good to all the neighbors? Oh, here we go. See if this works. You looking better? There you go. Is it working? Now it is. Yes. Now, now we good. Now we good. What's good to all the neighbors? So good to have you in the number with us one more time. Do me a favor and please share right now while we. As long as we got a good uh, audio and video connection going, please share, like, hit the button, do something. Here, here's the actual hilarious part. We're going through this whole recalibrating in my household in which my children have been severely limited on their phone usage. This is like entering week three, and it's not as hellacious as it was during the first two weeks because one time my wife looked at their phone and realized they were nine hours a day they had access to their phone. And we said, oh, well, this has to stop. Yeah, trying to crack the whip now. Oh, yeah. And, and so even now, I can't blame them because they ain't on nothing. They li <laughs> they're literally locked up their phone right now. I paid my uh, bill. I, ho I hope it works. Anyway, I'm yeah. here. Neighbors, it's good to see you. Y'all good parents. Because over here, I'm just like, let nature run its course. <laughs> be, on your phone. Be, be on your devices as long as you let, let nature it was it was getting scary though. Man. Hope your eyes work. If your eyes go bad, God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, you can't blame that on God at all. Oh my goodness! Wow. Well, it's good to see the neighbors who have joined us on tonight. It's good to see you. Shout out to Joyce, Anthony, Kristen, Devin. 
I can name all y'all because there's only like eight people here and somebody just left. So that's okay, though. That's okay. <laughs> we have 11 total right now. Okay. All Don't right. Yeah. About the YouTube. Yeah. Let me shout out my folks on YouTube. Okay. YouTube. Let me talk to y'all real quick. Oh, hold on. Hold, hold, you YouTube. got too much going on. YouTube. Y'all be using too many different names on YouTube. And I just, I can't, I don't never know who you are because. It's like Lil Bootsky 5-6. And we're going to get into the power of names later. Don't worry. That's part of my rant today. Listen, but, if, some, if somebody but, wants to be Crazy Kitty 29, let yeah. them be Crazy Kitty 29. And I just this is, I let them have their ratchet exactly. social media persona. Let I them can. have their We all need a ratchet alter ego. Okay? I guess so. And it's just killing me. But Chris, Chris, what up? <laughs> I, I appreciate you. That's all I see on the YouTube right now. But all right, I'm done shouting people out. Did you wait? Uh, Joyce, we still coming for our free coffee, though. Well, Dr. T is. Uh, I'm coming for whatever else they make. So it's cool. Yeah, it's going to take me a minute. I'm out of town, but I will will be hitting her up. Let me give a slight flex on Dr. T's behalf. She's not out of town. She's out here uh, finishing her own book. Like, she out here flexing on y'all. She's about to have a number one seller in these streets on the New York Times bestseller. It's not list. how any of this works. And so, it's like, not how it works. That, that's what she's about to okay. do. I will be glad and, and so, if anyone other than my mom and my husband reads this book. You better make your students read that book. <laughs> but we're going we gonna, to we're, we're gonna be happy to have her here until she leaves us. And so it's good to see you, Dr. T, for however long we have you once your book blows up. We're going to have you back on as a guest. That's all. I'm I'm done. So it's, this is not a textbook. It's not a textbook. No. And it's not like it's not like a popular nonfiction type book either. It's in the middle. It's in the middle mm. because I talk about stuff that's familiar with people. So I talk about Essence Magazine. I talk about people like Issa Rae and Lena Waithe. And so things that are very familiar to you. I talk a lot about Black Girl Magic in the book. But I analyze it from a scholarly perspective, but I really try to make it something that I would want to read. And um, I read a lot of different things, but I like to read stuff that's engaging and funny. So my editor tells me that I am funny. So an actual professional has confirmed this. Oh, okay. And so there's, okay. a, there's a humorous well, then. edge. Well, then. Uh, we have an offer. To the book. We have an offer from Mac. He's willing to write your forward, oh, yeah. just, just in case you haven't just, gotten that covered you yet. You know what? To be a thing, and that is the hookup. That's that, the hookup. Thank you, Mac. Mac, we're gonna let you cater the opening event, the book signing. We gonna we gonna ask you to cater that joint. Yo, that's where we should break out. Uh, Labelles. Labelles, yes. That's your book <laughs> signing should be the Labelles pop up. Yo, this is all coming together. This, this is all coming together. Okay. Be back you, on this. You definitely prepared a whole show. I'm, I'm gonna be quiet. It's now. all right. Yo, I'm gonna talk about dreams of fantasy uh pop-up restaurants. Yo, when this pops off, don't don't you lap a lip on none of none of this good stuff we're gonna have, brother. Because you've been a hater since day one on our dreams. Somehow really I will, somehow I will fight the urge to stay away. You it's hater. gonna be tough, but <laughs> <laughs> the Lord will give me strength. <laughs> oh 
Oh man. So what's good, brother? So today is the one year anniversary of the killing, the tragic killing of George Floyd. Um, on this day last year, uh, unfortunately, the brother uh, fell fell victim to um, senseless police violence, which sparked tons of protests and hundreds and thousands of people taking to the streets around the country, around the world. So I want to start by asking the first question, is our world any, are we any better now than we were a year ago? And by we, you can you can insert whatever your we is. Are we any better now than we were a year ago? Wow, we're just gonna we're gonna start right off with the hard stuff. Just Dr. T, <laughs> go ahead. I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. And this was it's interesting because this marks my year anniversary, sort of, of the show. Um, yeah. but no, that's that's pessimistic or realistic, depending on your perspective. But I think the ultimate answer is no. We're not any better because we have not seen systemic change. I think that we are more and more aware of the reality of just how bleak things are. We understand the complexities that end up with a George Floyd being murdered, that end up with a Breonna Taylor being murdered. But we haven't figured out how to stop that from happening. I was hoping she was gonna have a much lighter answer than I was, but I would actually have to agree with her. Um, if you consider awareness an improvement, I think now there is no way for really anyone to deny it and actually sound like they have a rational argument to deny what uh to deny the 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 presence of police brutality and the presence of um the abuse of authority um which ends up costing people especially people of color their lives um and so i don't think that's the deniable that's a it's not a deniable fact anymore it's like it's there it's 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 written in stone it's on your videos and so I think if, if you call that an improvement, because we can get past that as part of the discussion and move into the actual change, I guess you could say that there is that improvement. Otherwise, no, I don't. I would agree that systemically we have not changed and therefore there has been no improvement. So one of the big byproducts of all this police brutality has been the hurt and trauma that people, probably more specifically black people, have experience around this time. Like we're gonna do a little flashback because around this time, not on this particular date, but about a week after uh, everything happened, we had Pastor Hampton on the show. Remember that, Dre? Yes. And we asked him a bunch of questions. So I'm gonna play some some clips of some of the things we asked Pastor Hampton in his response. So when we asked him about um, what do you say to people who are hurt, here is what he said back then, which is probably still applies now. What I tell people is, first of all, you, you have to be able to, to be able to express your grief, express your anger, express your fear. Um, grief is a powerful thing. And it's possible to grieve for somebody that you've never even met. Um, all of us, when we watch that video, uh, one, any of the videos, either Ahmaud Arbery or Eric Garner or, or George Floyd, 
obviously our hearts are, are, are heavy. Uh, it's, it's depressing. Um, and, 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 and it feels strange for someone that most of us have never met yet. We find ourselves grieving because we realize it could have been us. It could have been our son. It could have been our brother. I think it's important to give yourself permission to express your grief, express your sadness, express your fear. Do we think that sense of grief is still present? Yes. I think it's unending. You live in this cycle of grief. The more aware you become, the more grief becomes just embedded in your day, embedded in your life. I mean, I think that for Black people especially, or anybody who's from an underrepresented group such that they've experienced systemic oppression historically and into the present. The question is, okay, how do you, it's not just, it's not, are you grieving? It's how are you grieving? Right. And we just get better and better at grieving. I don't think we're never, I don't think we're ever not grieving. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's just how we do it. And because our grief was on such public display last year, people are, some people who are from outside of our community are looking at it like it's a new phenomenon. But it's just a part of our life, I think. It's just not something we've ever allowed to define us. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I think it's all it is always there. I think it's actually been it was there before George Floyd. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just think that now how we deal with it is a different thing. I, what's interesting is I think p- there are other parts of the population that were going through the stages of grief that certain black folk have already been through. And so they were having to understand how to see it, how to deal with it and how to deal with the grief that's going to sit there. And then every time another one pops up on top of it, how to deal with that as well. And so it was interesting to watch other populations go through it for as an observer um, versus something that I live through on a daily basis. And for me, I'll, I'll be honest, it was important to not be hard hearted during that time period right. or to not be. I don't want to use the word jubilant, but I don't. It's like, yeah, now you see. Like, I did. It's not, not, it's not boastful. It's not cocky. It's not like, yeah, I told you, but it's just like, well, yes, this is where we're at. Welcome to this club, I guess. And how are we going to deal with this and how are you going to move forward? And, and, and it was, it's an interesting thing. The grief is always there, though. Yeah, a bunch of neighbors are echoing your sentiments. Grief is always there, never ending. It's constant. I'm always angry. I'm always sad. Um, it's, it's always that undertone. Tone mm-hmm. of grief, and so one of the 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 issues that grief has an effect on your mental health. So I want you to check out this um this this gem Pastor Hampton dropped about when we talked about mental health. And then it's important to prioritize self care. Uh, you got to take a personal day if you have to. Uh, for me, uh, I, I I went into overload. I had watched so many videos, been invited to so many protests. It was time for me to shut it down. Mental health is is not 
divorced from Christianity. It doesn't, Come on, brother. Say it doesn't that. make you less saved uh, if you see a therapist. It's Say all of that. That's right. That's Somebody right. to give for the people in the back, brother. Say Sometimes it again. Yes, sir. Jesus and the therapist. Sometimes you need a scripture and some Prozac. And so it, it, That's it, true. It, it That's real. Make you less of a saint. So I like the line that he says, you need Jesus and the therapist. You need scripture and Prozac. So, you know, mental health is not something, like he said, it's not, it shouldn't, doesn't have to be separated from Christianity. Let me say this. Look at us having archives to go dig back in. Go ahead, Cliff. Cliff is the EP extraordinaire. He out here digging in the crates, going to do some rec recall on us. All right, Very bro. fancy. Very, Very fancy. fancy. And I'm glad I changed the lighting in my basement as well. Got rid of those yellow lights, went to the all whites. But that's a whole <laughs> different thing there. The daylight is very important. Uh, but no, I think, he's, I think he's right. He's still right. And I hopefully it is a message that people are getting, especially within the church. I really do hope people are being willing to see, yes, the um, God never fails. Uh, we believe in the blood. I believe in anointing oil. But also, I know this certified counselor or certified therapist who's going to be able to help you with something. And depending upon your situation, there may be a touch of something you may need to take as well. Like it, it, it's, it's, right. it's real. I think it's very real. And I think we need to destigmatize that still within the church. Yeah. Emphasis on certified. Because I think a lot of people have sought out churches in particular for mm -hmm. free therapy. Mm -hmm. But there are limitations depending on what the ministerial staff is like at your faith community. There's limitations. Right to the kinds of support that they can offer. And so it's important to know that like a meeting with your with your pastor doesn't substitute counseling or therapy with a licensed social worker, a licensed uh, therapist, uh, a, a psychotherapist, a psychologist, whoever. It's a good segue because we talked about that um, last year about how people in the black church, they are adverse to therapy and they, they want to use their pastor as their therapist and just the pastor alone. So we talked about that with Pastor Hampton and here is what he had to say. I think some pastors have pushed that narrative because they wanted to be the one stop shop for everything. But I uh -huh. realize I am not an expert in counseling. Um, I have no problem referring to you if this is over my head. Um, I, uh, if you get sick and, and you're, you're having sugar or diabetes or heart issues, you go see a doctor. Right, right. You know, I'm a brave for you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a brave for you, but you know, and I'm a oil. I'm a, I got oil at the altar. You gonna do all that, and then you go into the doctor. But you know, for some reason, we as a people have this mindset that somehow going to see a psychiatrist or a therapist makes us makes us less safe. I, I'm I'm totally I'm totally against that. I think so there you go. Straight don't from the source. To, don't be afraid to see a therapist, people. It all still resonates. Amen. Yeah. So I asked uh Back then, I asked Pastor Hampton, one of the questions was, why does God allow bad things to happen? Because a lot of people have that, they think that. Um, 
if God is all good, why is he letting this happen to, to us as, as black people? Why does he let bad things happen to me? Why does he let bad things happen to my family? Uh, and you you can you can tack that on to anything else, not not just police police brutality. Why has God allowed COVID to happen? Why has God allow you know this to happen? This this natural disaster, all all these other kinds of things. So uh check out Pastor Hampton's response when I asked him that question. What what do I say? I point I point number one to uh, to Joseph that um, Joseph was unfairly um, sold into slavery by his brothers, um, and you know in that he still he still prospered. He he still kept going in that, and and at the at the latter part of his life, there's a scripture um, that says, "What you meant for evil, God." turned it around and used good and the saving of much souls. Come that on. even through this, there are people getting saved. Mm -hmm. That, that, Come that on. even through this, there are people connecting with God. Every miracle in the Bible started out as a problem. Something was wrong. And then God, God intervened and turned it around and used it for his good. Um, as crazy as it may sound, and I, I hate that, 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 that Brother Floyd lost his life. I, I hate that. And I'm saddened by that, and I'm angered by that. But today on CNN, they had church. Come on, today, come on. Today on MSNBC, they had church. Today mm -hmm. on every news outlet, they, they stopped covering Trump for just a little bit, and they Amen. Yeah. And so God uses the bad things for our good. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the things we can take heart in in all this, that we serve a God who will take that bad thing and will turn it into a good thing. There you go. And we have free will. Right. So, I mean, that's the sometimes God just isn't intervening in the moment where we would like him to intervene, I think. Mm -hmm. But he's working it out some other way. But God, it doesn't mean just because God doesn't intervene to stop something doesn't mean that he's OK with it. Right. It doesn't mean that he condones it. It doesn't mean that he likes it. He is not pleased by any of the racism that's going on. And I, I did want to add this point really quick. Um, you know, one of the ways that I think that we assign that we still have a long way to go is because there's been a separation between what we've been seeing in terms of anti-Black racism and anti-Asian racism. These are both about white supremacy at the end of the day. That's the mm -hmm. same. They have a common root um, and they manifest in different ways. And so I really think that there's a lost opportunity when we don't identify and name that common root, which is not to say that we should that we shouldn't be aware of and cognizant of how there are different ethnic variations of sort of people experience white supremacy in different ways. But at the end of the day, the problem is white supremacy. Yeah. And when we can institute policies that dismantle white supremacy, 
that will start to eliminate it in all of its many variations and forms. But the people who are benefiting from these systems of oppression want us to focus on what happens just to people who look just like us. Mm -hmm. They don't want us to see the commonalities. The larger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Gareth makes a, a good point. He says, and sometimes we don't have any answers and that's okay too. Jesus said, why have you forsaken me? And it wasn't a fake question. There was something he didn't understand and that's okay. So we don't always have the answers to why, why is God allowing this to happen? Why is this happening? Uh, we just don't have the answers and, and, you know, that's okay. And it's okay to question God because Jesus questioned him. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not wrong. It's not uh, blasphemy. It's not, God wants you to talk to him. So it's okay to say, you know, God, what's going on? Why is this happening? Are we, supposed to call, are we supposed to call Gareth Pastor Murray as well? Because he got he also shepherds a flock as well. I forgot how many pastors there were in the audience. You, First of all, hello to everybody that's here. Because I haven't seen some of y'all comment before. I saw a couple names comment and shout out. But I don't know how to refer to folks. If you're, not, if you're not older than me, unless you're my pastor, I'm not calling you pastor. No, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, wait. This I'm is a joking. whole different discussion we can get into. I'm joking. Let's, I'm joking. let's get I'm it. Uh, you know, at the one of the things I, I want to kind of get to because at the end of this, a lot of us have been experiencing this kind of in a bubble. Um, not a lot of a lot of people watching this or will watch this. Um, they have been in a place where they are the minority. They've been in a geographic location where they're in the minority, and since COVID has caused us all to kind of be inside, you haven't been able to be around your tribe of people like you normally would. So you know. Um, George Floyd gets killed, people riot in the streets, there's civil unrest, and you're kind of experiencing a lot of this by yourself or in a very small, small knit group of your family and not your larger community. You're not, you're not getting inspired by your church family, and you're not getting inspired by in-person word or you know, the worship team, or you know, the church mother's not hugging you because of COVID. So you had to kind of go through this whole year. Um insulated from a lot of the the coping um, mechanisms that you might have had otherwise. And since the world is opening back up now, a lot of us are going to have to face those people that we really didn't feel like seeing a year ago. There were, there were certain populations of people that many of us didn't feel like seeing and didn't feel like dealing with. And now the world is opening back up. People are returning back into their offices or to their places of business. And now you have to kind of Deal with that all over again. Mm -hmm. So where a year ago now you were angry, you have to approach it completely differently. And so I, I'm saying all this like one of the things, one of the last, the last thing I asked Pastor um, Hampton about was forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And um, I asked him to just talk about how how do we forgive and move on from this. Check this out. I think forgiveness forgiveness is huge. Um, for, for us as people, for us as believers. Um, when, when we fail to forgive, we allow people to rent space in our head rent free. Um, I'm sure I, I, I know what it's like to walk around angry at somebody and they just as happy and as chipper as they can possibly be. Mm -hmm. they, they saying hi to you and you getting up more fezzed up because you're still angry about something that they've let go and they've moved on. I'm, I'm not saying that, that we that we haven't been wrong. We as a people have historically been wronged. We've, 
we've, we've had our rights taken from us. We, we have the right to be angry. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we have to learn how to forgive um, and move on. I'm not saying forget because you're not always going to be able to forget. And then and forgetting is not a part of forgiveness. Come on. Mm-hmm. I think that's almost living in denial. Come on. But forgiveness is when you take the power away from the wrong that has been done to you and, and you move on. If we hold on to those hurts, if we hold on to that anger and resentment, uh, it damages us and not the other party. You guys got any thoughts about forgiveness and about what it's going to be like to move on from from this year we just had? I think that for part of forgiveness, that forgiveness is easier if we think that people are going to be held accountable. And so part of what I'm committed to doing because of some issues I've had personally, some personal racist offenses that my family has dealt with, I'm committed to checking people where I would normally sort of say, you know what, I'm just not dealing with it, not today. I am committed to actively holding people accountable. And that to me makes forgiveness more accessible because I'm not doing the forgetting that Pastor Hampton was talking about, right? I'm doing something about what's happened. I'm letting the person know this isn't okay. And I'm not just going to let you get away with it. And I think for everybody, there there is going to be some measure of that. It, it, it is, at least for me, it, it is part of the forgiveness part. I will be honest with you. I don't, I didn't even really think about forgiveness. I need to, I, I'm, I'm going to need to spend some time with that. If, if I'm to be a hundred percent transparent in this moment, I haven't thought about it. Um, yeah. And I don't, one of my things is I love big, but I also, when I don't, when I go the other way, I go the other way really big. Uh-huh. Like, and so, um, yeah, I guess I may need that's That's a me issue. And, and maybe that may be real for others. I haven't even thought about the concept of forgiveness yet. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just me being real though. So that's yeah. something I'm hanging on to and that I'll work through it. And so hopefully if somebody else is out there experiencing the same thing, just that cognizant, that, that constant reminder of, yeah, we have to, we get, we need to remember about that part because it's not hurting them necessarily. It may be hurting me. Um, yeah. So I need to thank you for that reminder. I appreciate that. So, right. Yeah. Because I mean, one of the things, like I said before, the world is, is opening up for lack of a better term. And so a lot of us have been holding things in for over a year. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to be in environments that we haven't been in, in a long time. And so if we don't deal with what's going on inside, it may come out pretty ugly when we get outside. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that we got to deal with internally, or it, it could be very bad for a lot of people. On, on both sides of the quote unquote aisle, it could be very bad. All very real points. Something that I remember thinking about last year this time, but hadn't thought about since. We will be going back to work 
And well, we've been working. Well, I mean, in person, yeah. some of yeah, us will be going back yeah. to work in person. Yes, right. We have been working. <laughs> people will be in school consistently. Mm -hmm. You know, some people haven't been in school. They're going to be in classrooms. And the truth of the matter is the spotlight, even though actually nothing's changed, right? Black people still end up dead on a weekly basis, it yeah. seems, at the hands of police, unarmed Black people, usually. Um, but the spotlight isn't on. The, right. national, the national scrutiny isn't there, which is why we're going to have to hold people accountable. Right. If this just if this whole thing dis dissipates and I'm not saying, you know, you have to do a hard check and know where you're at. Right. Don't lose your job and don't get kicked out of school for this. But if you're at a place I had ex an experience like this recently, it took me a few weeks to handle a situation that came up. But when I was in a place that I could handle it, you know, I wrote the person in email and I that wasn't being passive aggressive the issue happened over email so I wrote the person email and I dealt with it but I didn't do it a second before I was ready mm -hmm. to do it in a productive way um I think that we do have to think about that we do have to keep in mind that we're gonna have to be that spotlight because the news ain't really that spotlight no more you know, the companies that said they were, you know, holding that they were committed to ending racism and all these like really bold statements. Yeah, what's happened? Right. So we have to keep that in mind. It, Good. I, I never thought about it in that way. <laughs> Actually, I lost even lost contact with somebody just behind this show like some behind some of the hard topics we're talking about um somebody got a little touchy didn't like some things and i, I haven't talked to that person since now covid also helped with that um uh, but it's just like yeah it, it a lot of this really some of this really directly affected real life stuff and it was co-workers and it's it's, it's interesting it, it's very interesting so having to go back out and eventually start seeing people again, it, it has opened up some interesting times of conversations and um, opportunities for conversations or the lack thereof. And so this is going right. to be a, this is going to be a time. It and, should be uncomfortable. Right. The place where some of us work, people should be uncomfortable and that's okay. I tell my students that all the time. Well, needless to say, the past year has been extremely interesting, unprecedented, and in, in, in some cases is downright crazy. Mm -hmm. And I think this next year is probably going to be extremely interesting. We'll see some unprecedented things, and I'm sure there'll be some more downright craziness. Yeah, like like January yeah. 6th. I mean, yeah. we started. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, 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 should be, it should be crazy. And since, sure. uh, you know, we had... Go ahead. Can I can I get that last Gareth before we wrap up? Get that last Go Gareth. Good. Sometimes uh, Gareth, uh, Pastor Murray. Uh, sometimes people need to see "quote unquote" the ugly. Racism is like an earthquake overseas to a lot of people. Something sad, but they don't really care the next day. We have to let the anger out. Sometimes you can speak truth 
with anger in love. It's called righteous indignation. That brother had a whole sermon entirely ready on tonight. Pastor Mary, we appreciate you, good brother. Let me kind of talk about that real quick. No, I, okay, I'm I'm be serious. Let's keep being serious, but I do have a, a tough question. But go ahead. It's all right. Well, because now I want because we we just showed a bunch of videos from Pastor Hampton when he came on the show mm -hmm. last year. You know, most most of the the neighbors who who watch a lot know Pastor Hampton's in the comments a lot. And um, the cool thing is, Pastor Hampton just graduated from Lincoln University. Hey, <laughs> congratulations to Pastor Hampton. I, we ain't seen the brother in a couple weeks. I'm going to assume that's because this player is putting in papers. He was doing his finals. But if you know Pastor Hampton personally or you know him via the social webs, please reach out and, to, and congratulate him on a major accomplishment. He took his time. He worked it through. And we want to say uh, shouts out to him and salute that man on accomplishing a major achievement in his life. Most definitely. Yeah. And thank you for your contribution. That show was very poignant and, and bringing it back now is it was even more poignant so thank you very much for I mean, your contribution the, as you can see the stuff he said then still holds up right now right yeah, right, right yeah mm -hmm. all right we're gonna move on to other stuff we're gonna keep it light for some of y'all some, some so, of y'all say hey we hit a little too hard it's okay we we gotta be real sometimes we gotta have some real conversations right. yeah. and it, it is rather wild that it just happened the, the anniversary happened to fall on a show day and so it wouldn't have been true to us if we didn't talk about. So thank you yeah. to those of you who uh, participated with us. Thank you. So let's talk about this. Erica Campbell took oh, to social okay. media recently and said, I love diversity, but we can't lose our identity. I miss black music being black, especially gospel music. Dre, since uh, you brought this to our attention. This was this is interesting, and this is a battle that I've had sometimes over the years with CCM um, and the proliferation of black faces that I see now in the CCM realm. Um, I have to admit, I've been coming over a little bit to the CCM side because there's some artists out there who are doing it real well, but I found this to be very interesting. Because when it was posted, it was reposted on an Instagram site. I think it was a gospel entertainment or something like that. I forgot where I pulled off of. But you saw CCM artists responding to this mm -hmm. underneath the comments. And particularly, you saw bl um, identifiably black CCM artists responding to this. And it was, it was very interesting. Like uh, there was one gentleman by the name of how do I say is it Torin Wells? He's a oh, okay. He's a I'm popular individual. Um, Jonathan McReynolds had a little. He just put an emoji out there. He really ain't saying nothing, and he backed out of it. Um, and so it it is an interesting thing. Me myself and I, yes, I would I can agree to some of this. Um, in, inside of gospel music, there has been, I, I said, I love the diversity of experiences, but the sound has changed greatly. Um, and, and it has lost some of its, I will call soul in essence. And, and some, not all, I guess I guess I'll refer to some of the more popular, popularized music because some people still doing it the old school way and, and, but not old school, but they're keeping some soul into it. So it's a very interesting thing. Yeah, right, gospel music has definitely lost its urban sound. Well, not lost, but it's definitely fading. So there's not as much prevalent urban gospel music. There, like, like, like last week, 
can you name any current female gospel groups, male or female now? I mean, other than the mm -hmm. Walls group, give me a, a current gospel. There's not many current gospel groups out. Um, and when's the last time we heard a new choir come on the scene? Right. And, and, and it's, it's, it's so much that, that there's no, I, I want urban and I, any, any, and the benefit of, well, one of the, one of the byproducts of now of that where we're all um, doing COVID and doing a lot of virtual churches, you can kind of church hop and you see that people's worship teams aren't really singing urban uh, music. They're singing CCM music. And I'm talking about black worship teams are singing uh, whole CCM music sets and not singing um, music by black urban gospel artists. So I think it's definitely fading. Um, the identity, the urban sound and gospel music is definitely fading. I think like most things though, it'll come back around, mm -hmm. right? And so we're going through a moment right now, but I think this has a lot to do with how we experience church. So the more and more black people, right? This is connected to what we were talking about last week. More and more black people are going to multicultural, which are predominantly white churches that have like, you know, 25% or 10% or something like that, non-white membership. When you, so they aren't, people aren't really as often in predominantly black spaces to experience predominantly black churches. And that's where you would experience that music. That's where you would be in a choir. That's what you would get exposed to that piece of our cultural heritage. And if that's missing, um, yeah, I, I would imagine you're going to have sort of a drop off, especially a, I would imagine a generational one because people are gonna have to go back and reconnect to those um, experiences, which for some people are in, is in college. Mm -hmm. I know a lot, most PWI, predominantly white institutions, um, of course HBCUs have this as well, but most predominantly white institutions do have a black gospel choir. So, or a black gospel, ensemble, whatever. And that's one way that you can tap in and connect to that culture. But you have a lot of, I will say just what I see through my students, you have a lot more students who are black um, and mixed race, uh, black, and they grew up in a predominantly white area and they aren't necessarily having that interaction with their cultural roots. It's, it's interesting because even the disappearance of the black gospel choir that was at Penn State for 30 plus years before I was born, the disappearance of that here and not necessarily being taken back up. Um, really? Speak, uh, there's no United Soul Ensemble. It hasn't, oh, wow. been, hasn't been for a while, for That's at least good. three, four years. Um, so some people who have graduated and come through here and never heard of that group choir, even though it was an institution here. It helped start the church that I now attend. And so it's, it is a interesting thing um, that we are seeing, but yeah, it, it, it's this, it was, it's interesting. I would love to hear somebody, Tony Wells gotten his feelings. I would like to have greater context on this comment because in this comment deserves greater context. I'm like, brother, just because you are in your feelings does not mean they have to explain themselves to you at any point in time. But it, it, it started interesting conversations um on, on the interwebs as a whole but yeah it, it is it's a real thing in my eyes it is because a lot of what a lot of black christians i've seen are struggling with like um 
and my brain isn't working, but like the big guy who, who used to have a show on own. Um, a John lot Gray, of these, yes, yes, John Gray. But a lot of him, he has struggled with this for years, I think, uh, because of his connection to Joel Olstein. But a lot of these black Christians get connected to these, you know, sort of white evangelical Christian spaces for a number of reasons. And it's good because they have that institutional framework that's really solid that they can tap into. But then what happens is they sort of have to give up bigger and bigger pieces of their identity in order to maintain that connection to this large sort of what becomes white church conglomerate, but nobody ever calls it white. And that's the problem. But anytime you do anything black, black people are like that's black, but people don't call the other thing white. And so you have a really one sided conversation happening around race and you constantly hear people saying, well, there's no race in heaven and God doesn't see race and that. Well, God understands diversity because he created it. We could have all looked the same way. Right. God didn't make us to all look the same way. Hmm, So we have to learn how to be able to embrace diversity and not see it as like a curse word. But I think a lot of people want to, when they say embrace diversity, what they mean is colorblindness. And by that, what they mean is everybody should assimilate into white whiteness. So we just don't have to talk about any other race. And maybe part of the reason why we, we don't get the choir sound anymore is because the economics and music have changed. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. There's, there's no more just, just releasing the album is no longer profitable. Um as it used no, not as profitable as it used to be. And you know, why why deal with the 30 person choir when you can have a four or five person worship team mm-hmm. and have a lot less headache as far as number of people you got to deal with. And that's the more that's becoming the more preferable sound, unfortunately. Um, well, I think there's I think there should be space for both. Mm-hmm. Even yes. even even Kanye's choir ain't get paid yet. That's a whole different thing, though. Mm-hmm. You but you should you might not have to. I mean, you but being in the choir, you didn't used to get paid for that. That right, wasn't anything right. you expected to do, even if it's just once a month. Or a couple times a month. We do need to, I think this is linked directly to choirs. And I don't think it's necessarily anything wrong with that not being a commercialized aspect of gospel anymore. Maybe it doesn't have to get played on the radio. But I hope we don't lose that. Like, I hope my son will get to see choirs. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, the artists were, were the, the feeder for content for the churches. You know, churches were singing mm. John P. Key, Hezekiah right, Walker, right. Ricky Diller, Donald Lawrence. If, okay, if those right. people aren't making music, the, the number of churches that are producing original music is kind of thin. And don't nobody want to come to church. That, well, the younger people don't <laughs> want to come to church and hear songs that were written 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like you still want to. I remember talking to students and they, they, they still wanted to be able to hear songs sung in church that you can hear on the radio. There, mm-hmm. there had to be that connection. Okay. So, so while we still have choirs, I think it's fading. And, and the material that the choir has to go off of is definitely fading. Because tell me the last time a, a choir dropped an album. Um, anybody in the choir dropped an album. I, I can't even 
Was it Donald Lawrence last year? Kanye. Right. Or, or Kanye. But if you if you really think about it, or even some of the most popular current gospel choir music is now 20 or 20 plus years old. Like Kirk Franklin's stuff, a lot of his earlier stuff that everybody was trying to sing, or Fred or, or John P. Um, those choir hezzy stuff, that stuff is now this is 2021. That stuff is now almost 20 plus years old. So I think you're right. It, we are, and somebody mentioned it earlier. I think it was Shay. It's like, have there come other groups to kind of replace what it ha- what it once was, what those groups was were, excuse me. And, and so it's an interesting thing. Yeah, and, and then you get and then you get the current artists who who wanna they want to evolve because that's part of artistry. Right. Like like Israel. Israel now does not sound like Israel did. 15 years ago. Right. right. You know, he sounds a lot, I would say, lighter, uh, for lack of a better term. Music. Softer. Musically um, lighter, yes. Yeah, musically softer than than he did before. And and that's that, that that's his choice. You know, I, there, there's certain artists I want you to just give me what I like, give it, give it to me all the time. Don't change. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know if anybody heard John P. Key colorblind. I didn't want that from John P. Key. Don't 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 go to, don't give me your colorblind. Colorblind was like John Bicky decided he wanted to be a solo artist and he didn't want to have New Life Community Choir. Like I love John Bicky, I don't. Like, colorblind is okay, but that's not the John Bicky I want. You know mm-hmm. Like give me John Bicky and New Life, John Bicky and and some other choir. That's that's the sound I want. Um, but artists want to evolve. They want to try new things. Um, but I don't want your new thing. I want the thing that I like. <laughs> And we still need hymns. Like nothing hits like, um, and of course I would forget it because we haven't been in church in so long. But um, you know the hymns that you would sing, like the communion hymns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was the blood. The blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. I mean that that stuff that people need to know. Mm-hmm. But what? Then, but, go ahead. That's part of history too, as well. Yeah. That that the passing down of those songs musically was the passing down of history because um, what those songs brought us through as a people historically is almost even bigger than the actual song itself. This song has a direct connection to your people who were going through X Y Z at the time, whether it may have been just Jim Crow, whether where it may have been some type of oppression, whether it may have related back to slavery, like. All those types of things being passed down was a direct connection to what we had. They, they are they are the griots of our time. They were the storytellers, and the passing down over time. And so I, that just came. And out. we sing it different. Yes. You know, you hear "Amazing Grace." It sounds different mm-hmm. at a black church than it does in other churches. You know, no. it just does. Yeah. I surrender all. That sounds different. There's gonna be some sauce on that, but mm-hmm. but the urban sound is definitely missing, and I'm hoping that it comes back in some way. Be interesting, brother. You, this means you gotta drop us. It's time for you to drop something. That's all I'm hearing, brother. Okay, it's time for you working. to drop something. I'll get working on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'm I'm hearing sort of a sub thing emerge for the podcast, something tied to. Of old school gospel. Oh no, this brother has a song in his spirit even now. 
if you gave him an alto, a soprano, a soprano, and a tenor, he could get you right right now. And that brother <laughs> is going to talk sing his way through the whole thing. Let me tell you this: aside from Kirk Franklin himself, this brother is one of the best narrators of gospel music songs I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Cliff will talk <laughs> you through a song. Cliff, you know what I'm talking about, baby. We uh... and somebody got it on tape. Cliff knows how to talk you through his. Cliff will lead praise and worship. He may not sing a note the whole time, but he is going to lead that praise and worship effectively and efficiently. And that brother going to talk you through that whole thing, brother. I miss it, man. I miss my, it. My job, I, I'll say this and we can move on. My job in praise and worship is just to be the point guard. Surround yourself with good people that can really sing and direct the traffic, direct the musicians, direct the singers, let the singers be great and let the worship go forth. Mm -hmm. Come on, brother. That's my deal. All right. Wait, so, uh, Cliff, you wrote a Christmas song? Yeah. Oh, brother, I forgot about this. Brother, this is something that needs to make a debut on the show. We're going to get in the studio. We'll, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. I'm sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, I, want, I want you to check this out. Speaking of music, um, you know, when, when the musicians, when they talking, I think it's called the talk back, right? When they talk to each other and we can't, we can't hear, but they can, they can hear. Um, so check out this argument that happened in the talk backs between these musicians. Yo, you can't get mad. I need your energy, dog. You can't get mad. Yo, they come out. We're going to play through this. We got to follow Play through it. We gotta follow. We gonna play through it. Okay. Chill out. Okay. Well, we gotta follow them. I don't listen. Chill out. Above all, you cannot ask for things. I need, I need all y'all to calm down. For real. <laughs> so, uh, sister, sister missionary evangelist, uh, pastor, whoever she is, she was talking to the crowd, and you can clearly uh, hear her in the background. And these these brothers are. are getting into a heated discussion and I don't know what they're going to play through, but they're going to play through it. Whatever it is. <laughs> so here's the hilariousness of this. If, if, if when we get back into services, some of the most entertaining thing to watch, especially in the black church is watch the musicians during praise and worship, especially during, if there's a praise break of some sort, the discussions, the signals, the faces, the body contortions that happen. Because my father's a musician, I've always been inclined to watch musicians. It is my favorite part of anything. If you watch them, you have seen things like this before. I love musicians. God bless all the musicians in the audience. Sometimes y'all get in your feelings. You're creatives, you're artists, and sometimes y'all get in your feelings right in the middle of the service. I see what happened here. There was a brother, I don't, the brother, I think on the lead keys was not happy with something. Is his brother on a guitar behind him? They had a miscommunication, obviously. The young boy, this young boy looks like maybe 16. <laughs> his, his voice ain't even dropping. His mustache ain't, mustache ain't all the way growing. And so he's trying to calm them down. And in the midst of him trying to calm them down, they weren't listening to him. So he got we got to play through this. And he was real loud. We I'm surprised that the, the crowd didn't hear him. He was loud. He was louder than just the talkback conversation. He yelling. <laughs> he had a whole thing. Here's the thing, though. This is why I need y'all to stop doing Well, actually, don't stop doing it. But why'd you post this on the internet? Don't stop doing it because it gives me comedy. 
but you ain't, you ain't had to post this. Somebody did not have to post this. For but our this, enjoyment. A lot of this happens a lot of times. One of my favorite things to do, for instance, is when you are watching like live concerts that have been videotaped of some sort, watch the, the musicians. Figure out who the musical director is and watch them start talking to each other. It's just a whole different world, and it's, it's very funny. But I absolutely love this. I don't understand why he got so hyped in that in that moment. And the dude on the keys, was, he was like, yo, you're going to stop yelling at me. That's what he wanted to say. I need all y'all to calm down. But you got one 30-year-old man there. You got two 16-year-olds, and the whole thing was just falling <laughs> apart in the process. So Max says at some point all musicians have a problem with each other, but you work it out after church. <laughs> You got to throw hands, you got to throw hands. And that's what you got to do. That's uh, funny. That's hilarious. I love it. Absolutely right. love it. Uh, since we're going, we going back to service at some point, most of us, I want you to check out um, this brother did to protect himself from the virus that may still lurk in the church. Father, God, in Jesus concerning us. Father, we know that you are. As you can see, this brother just spray himself down with Lysol completely. <laughs> It's all over with his. He has he's a like, mask on and everything in front of the drums. And he's, he's just praying. Spell it letters. He's like, I'm gonna be covered today. We, let's talk about this on a couple levels. G yeah, G he's spraying drums. <laughs> he, he's spraying the area. He sprayed it like it was some cologne. First of all, there is actual. Disinfectant for clothes, people. You shouldn't be using the straight Lysol out the the regular Lysol out the bottle. <laughs> that's not good for your skin. It's not good for your outfit I was about either. To say, yeah, that's, that's not what you should be doing. There is actual hey, disinfectant you can't, you can't spray. It. You use what you got for his brother. He had a whole bag with him. There was more in there, by the way. There were definitely some. What's in that? I'm very concerned to see pack snacks. Like, what's in that? Wait, stop. We're going to talk about this. He's got a lunch. You see, because he's he's a big boy, you automatically say he's packing snacks. Because he's (laughs) a, you see? What else is in that bag? You see, that brother may have more hand sanitizer. A knapsack that you sort of put in. What's it do? Come on. He does have snacks in there, though. He he definitely. Yes. He has a bag of something in there. He's going to make sure his sugar is okay before he gets up from them drums because he gets lightheaded after he plays. He has a snack in there. This is not funny. I should not be laughing. This is terrible. All right. Here's the thing. You can't spray that much Lysol in that one space. Like, what are you doing, my guy? Like, he cares. And you know it, like, stays in the air. That stuff gets in your eyes, and that's a a lot. There's some 60-year-old deacon that can't afford to have all that on his lungs who is now, yes, wheezing in the front row. This brother is not, you know, y'all got this brother coming to church and playing the drums. He's not going down for y'all. Yo, it's, it's hilarious. You're not going down just because y'all want the drums. He's like, uh-uh, you ain't going to take me out. Not he today, Satan. the rotor. You know what? got pre pre uh Pre-existing conditions. He's like, nah, man. It's Yo, not that. that. Like, just get the vaccine and you'll be okay, dude. Can you please get Mac on the screen, please? Mac's last comment on the screen. <laughs> That's Chris Lennon's scent. Guess what? Because I know, yes, that is Chris Lennon's scent. That means Mac has a problem as well. The fact that we know the colors of the bottle to exactly know what Lennon's scent that is. Amen. <laughs> 
All right, and one more time, we're gonna move on one more time because it's graduation season. Uh, we gotta let the people dance. Come on, come on. Oh, hey, hey. Oh, oh, oh. Look at this sister is dancing. She hasn't even made She's it. She's shaking everybody's hand, no. She hasn't even. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's a serious. Uh... This is you don't know my story. Yeah. This is I thank God I don't look like what I've been through. This is I wasn't supposed to be here. Several of you on this stage told me I wasn't going to be here, but ah, my God brought me through. Ah, glory. And she's she a said, she's a master's degree student. Uh huh. She's this is a hood she has on. This is uh -huh. pick them up and put them down. Amen. And this is death. This looks like a mixed race. Situation say, here, so um, and, and she in her heels. They had no idea what was happening. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Oh, half of them, half of them, no. As yeah. you can tell, nobody formed a circle around her. There were no mothers. <laughs> look at the and, other kid. Look at the other graduates in the room. Uh -huh. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the others, master students who went to the same church with her, knew what her shout was about. Amen, amen. They all prayed together. Hallelujah. So this brings this brings out the fact now if you for all of you who are in school masters doctorate uh undergrad you have to now when when you're at graduation you have to have a conversation with the person next to you the person that goes before you as names are being called you got to ask them are you going to shout because right. I don't want you messing up them calling my name I don't think she knew this was coming Oh this, she knew she knew no. she, I don't you think to this bubbling. level. You know when it's bubbling up in your spirit. No, this reminds me of that Shirley Caesar. Um, I remember Mama in the happiest way. She told that whole story. Shirley's back in the in the back praying with God again, and Shirley got caught up. Yeah, and she. This is what happened. She got caught up right here. She may have made the same point to heaven, but something took over her. This is a whole holy shout. That all the oils are in this. She couldn't do nothing about this. She it was came dropping out. stuff. Her she, thing was falling down. I mean, I feel like this was a, this, it may have been a little, maybe she planned a little bit, mm -hmm. but then it took over. She knew she and knew. Uh, she knew. Can I get Derek, uh, Derek's second comment? The, 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 the I love the celebration. No, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me know if I need to catch you. That's a good one. I, Derek James says, I love the celebration, but I struggle with decency and order. Baby, get your diploma and shout on the ground. Don't fall. That's Thank true. You. There has to be a line. There, 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 there is a line because there's security issues and insurance issues we got to worry about. Because she got some real heels on, but she, you can tell she's a real praiser because those heels did not stop her from picking them up and putting them down. Amen. But it's going to be a problem if you're messing up me here and get my name getting called. Well, they stopped everything. Nothing moved while she's going up there, if you see. So God bless her. They did. I I think that you should do this at like the black graduation or at a graduation where you Everybody know people understand what's happening. Everybody don't get the black. Yeah, graduation. that's a, that's, that's a new, true. The black graduation is the new innovation. It is new phenomenon. Yeah, this good sister did not plan this. Her, look at it. Let me tell you why. Her cap is decorated. That means she spent time, money, and or resources on that cap. When that cat came off her head and she kept shouting on top of it, that was not planned. She she did not mean for that thing to get damaged in the process. There's so many ways to break this down. Can so we get Dada Abdullah up? Please don't put that on the screen. <laughs> please don't put that. But this represents a serious issue in a humorous way. 
Oh, my sister. She I'm says, just saying. She says no, she may, may have to start an OnlyFans when her loans come out of deferment. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Tom well, maybe on her OnlyFans. Oh, she, OnlyFans is for a lot of different kinds of things. Exactly. Like, yes. people, some people play music on there and do other stuff. So you know? other stuff. But I'm talking about the loans part. Uh huh. Yes, yeah. it is a real thing though, and because you gonna shout, you gonna shout all the way through them next ten years and paying that loans of up. repayment. Oh yes. Amen. Pastor Hampton, I see you in the building now amongst the masses. Good sir, we already shouted you out. Congratulations, brother. We did like a whole segment featured we by did. you. Pastor Go back yes. and watch it. We're not, you were we're here, not... even though you weren't here. Yeah, well, we all, we all <laughs> going to shout you out. Congratulations one more time. Yeah. But we're not, go, we're not going to go through the whole thing again. Go, you're going to yeah, have to go rewatch gonna, it. Yeah, we, we did a whole segment from last year's show. Yeah, go rewatch it. Can, can someone... Hey, I have a question that needs to be answered. Chris's last comment. Chris's last comment. Can someone... Pre-plan to get filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a legitimate question. I think it's a legitimate question that we may need to break down in the future time. Oh, today's oh, his man. birthday too. Happy birthday, Pastor. Today Harry. is Pastor Happy Harry. birthday, well, brother. You I didn't, I didn't be here. I didn't even plan. Amen. Amen. Oh, my I brother. Didn't even know. Amen. The Lord knew. The but God. God knew. <laughs> Amen. Amen. My brother, do you have a rant for the people? I do. Outside okay. is opening back up, and y'all are giving me content. Y'all, I'm trying to, I'm really, uh, give me a second, because I'm trying to decide which one I want to use on today. Okay. Because I literally have four here. Um, I really want to touch upon a couple. Let me just, I'm going to start with this. Okay. As outside opens back up, and certain restrictions are lifted, uh -huh. I'm going to tell some of y'all. Some of y'all don't need to go back to that pre-COVID level of sanitation and, and cleanliness in your lives. Some of y'all need to keep some of these COVID uh, precautions that we've been going through. For instance, if some of y'all didn't have no Lysol wipes in your house pre-COVID, y'all need to keep some of them Lysol wipes in your house post-COVID. Let me also touch upon this. Some of y'all nasty so-and-sos wasn't properly washing your hands before COVID. Now that we know the importance of washing hands, and hopefully you got into it, keep washing y'all nasty hands. Some of y'all getting a little lax in the bathroom, fellas. I'm going to just say that. I'm going to keep it moving. Some of y'all getting a little lax. Keep washing your nasty behind hands. For some of y'all, some, some of the level of cleanliness that you had taken in your household. I would just encourage you just to continue with it. I'm not going to get specific, but you know that some of y'all up the game a little bit. Maybe y'all were cleaning things you weren't cleaning before. Maybe a, 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 maybe a swifter or two hit the ground. Some things happen. Keep, keep clean, people. Keep clean. Some of the pre precautions that we took to get us right, some of y'all need to keep it to stay right. Amen? Hand washing and should be a lifestyle. It's a yes. lifestyle. Cleanliness Literally, is a lifestyle. If you want to maintain uh -huh. good quality of life. Yeah. Being clean is a habit. Get like me. I have several more things here. Um, I'm going to touch upon this. I'm going to touch upon this very briefly. Okay. Just very briefly. I, <laughs> I need some of y'all. You examine your house. 
Some of y'all need to consider steam cleaning your carpets <laughs> in this time because they are. Let me walk, work with me, walk with me because they may be funkier than you realize. Some of y'all have spent additional times a house in the house. You walk around in your bare feet all day long. Your feet funk then got into the fibers of the carpet, but you're used to the funk because you've been in the house. Let me ask you to do this. Some of y'all. Go outside the house real quick. Just spend about, a, not right now, it's late. Spend about a solid 35 minutes in some fresh air. Then step back into your house. That funk that hits your nose, your nostrils when you first step back in, guess what? As outside opens back up and you are welcome people back into your home, some of you need to knock that down a little bit. So take the time. What, what What's the stuff? What's the stuff? If you can't steam clean, I understand. That's an economic thing. Some of you can't hit it. You know what you can do? What's the stuff the little powder used to put yeah, on the carpet? About, it's not mm -hmm. renews it, is well, it? Yeah, it's renews it. There's, There's a lot of different brands. Different mm -hmm. brands, different flavors. Mm -hmm. Take some time to put the powder on the carpet and vacuum that sucker up. Some of y'all may need to run it two, three times. Two, three times. Some of y'all. I think you can rent one of those things too. Yep, the like steam uh, yeah. hardware from store. The, yeah. Or from uh, your grocery store. So, carpet Fresh. Thank you, but Pastor Hampton and, and Mac. Some of y'all, some of y'all, hey, hey, do me a favor. Really, if you have a favorite chair and you have been sitting in that chair or that couch in various states of dress or undress, and you don't know, like maybe you wore a sweatpants two, three days in a row. You sat in that same spot in your couch during the COVID. Guess what? Before you invite somebody over for the barbecue, for the cookout, whatever. Hey, take a good whiff of that couch. Take a, take a strong, put your nose in it. Because let me remind you, as the heat comes and the humidity comes, the funk is going to rise up out your surfaces. Especially the ones that hold the fabrics that hold the flavor in. That's your bodily flavor. Take some time. Do a deep clean. At least get a solid Febreze spray. Febreze everything. Let it dry. Then come back in again and Febreze it again. When's the last time you cracked the window in your house? I mean, for a solid couple of hours. Just let the winds just move through. Move through. Some of y'all just... Don't invite me nowhere and it smells like COVID funk. Hey, that's the term, COVID funk. If your house potentially smells like COVID funk before the outside opens back up, you vaccinated, you want to see your family. How does your house smell? Let me tell you, it's the last one. I'm going to be done. It's my last one. It's my last one. I need some of y'all to spend some money. God bless you. Hopefully, if you have, you know, got a job right now, if you don't, we can start a, a, a GoFundMe page. Y'all need to invest some money in the good sense for your house. What do I mean by the good sense? I'm talking plugins in the wall. Yeah. Now, myself. It'll I'm change not, your life. It'll change your life. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not new to this. I have been doing this. I was the player. I hated living in the dorms. I lived in the dorms all four years. Why do I hate living in the dorms? I live with men and men stink. Boys are nasty. I was the only one on my floor who had plugins. That's back when they were gel plugins back in the day, and they got dry and went into little rocks. This is before they had the oil joints. Right. I had them in my dorm room. Why? I wanted the room to be fresh for the ladies. This is before I found my wife came in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I also had a vacuum in my room. I was a little OCD. Some of y'all, 
need to invest in some scents for your house. You can't smell your own self because it's your own self. But when I walk in your house, I smell yourself. And so I'm asking y'all, I'm going to put a personal plug out there. I just recently discovered uh, bath, uh, uh, Bed and Body Works, Bath and Body Works. Their fragrances in the wall, if you look over Next my level. shoulder. If, okay, wait, this one right here. It's called a wall. Though. Okay, shh, shh, don't know. Well, I'm just saying, or you could go to Sam's Club and get some, like I do and get, get like a pack of 20. Right, right. And, and, that's and you can have them in on. every room. That's what we were working on until I found these joints recently. I did spend a little too much money. Um, but yes, it smells like right now I'm working with something like honey papaya or something down here. It's luxurious. My whole basement <laughs> is luxurious right now. But I'm just encouraging y'all. So I'm you haven't you haven't been to anyone's house. The Lord just deposited this rent in your space. I have not just, been to anyone's just, house, but I'm just thank you, Cliff. The spirit on behalf of Dre. Because have, he's always being here telling us No, no, I haven't been to anyone's yeah, house. Yeah, because you know, because <laughs> quarantine and all that. So no, no, I haven't been to anyone's house. Let me tell you what's true. I personally, well, I, not me personally, my wife ran the steam cleaner because I love my children. I love them. They're athletes. They're at teenagers, preteens. They funky. And their feet is funky because they in track shoes and sneakers all day long. And it was hitting me in my nose every time I went upstairs. And it, it was hitting me. And this weekend, we just had to do, we had to, whew, we had to let the, the breath of the Lord Jesus just flow through. We I cracked windows. We and it smells so much better. So much better. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm encouraging some of y'all to make sure you do the same for yourself. Amen. If you if you have Amen. more than one child, invest in a carpet cleaner. Yep, yep. Hashtag COVID funk uh, is a real thing. That, that and a wet dry vac. You, yep. You. Yep. Don't be nasty. Amen. Amen. Dr. T. Do you have any tea for the people? I have a quick thing. So um, my tea is, you know how you have that dream when you're like 16, you know, maybe it even stays with you till you're like 19 and it's in your heart and you pray about it and you envision yourself doing it, but it never happens. Mm -hmm. That's a sign that that wasn't God's will for you. Okay. And so what you should never do is um, bypass God's will, like okay. J. Cole. J. Cole oh. is a whole 36 years old and finds himself now playing for the um, NBA's Basketball Africa League mm -hmm. for the Rwanda Patriots. Yes. This is wrong. What? what, what? Whoever is in charge um should be fired and um j cole should be returned to the united states of america immediately oh, people <laughs> the slander Wait, if you got a what? dream if you got a dream you he's averaging one dream. point a game don't listen, don't listen to these haters <laughs> and and his, about africa basketball before and, and his knees and his knees okay are 36 year old knees <laughs> Okay. Let the man be great. Here's here here's the thing though. I wasn't expecting this. They're this the great. same knees 
he had at 26. Same knees he had at 18. Right. That couldn't even really get him recruited for basketball. Wow. He was never good enough she for this. Me. But look at what God did for him. Look at the beautiful, bigger dream right. that God dreamt for him. Yes. And Why can't he... he be content with that? <laughs> I, I, I must say this. If I was his wife, okay, I would tell him, you're too young to be having a midlife crisis. Stop it. Yo. <laughs> Play a game. We're going back to the U.S. Stop it. That's all I'm saying. So he, don't be like him. Do not is, be like him. Why does this bother you? Let the man have a dream. Let but him live he, his life. <laughs> he is denying some young Rwandan man opportunity at a shot. That is true. Oh, and please. there's other there's other U.S. players who aren't quite good enough to make it onto a NBA team who have been playing overseas or whatever who have find themselves on the this team. He's averaging one point a game, Cliff. It's just an atrocity. Let him be a mascot. Let's let him be a mascot or something. Every every level you got be you gotta have owner. be a on team. Every level right. you're gonna have the bench players, the, the players that are averaging one one point, half a point a game. Like, let the <laughs> man so he's just a bench player in Africa. Let him have his dream. If that's Can what I, he wants to be if he wants to be a, a mediocre slash bad player in Africa, let him have his dream. I need I, I need two people. I need you to put Derek up there real quick. Please give me Derek James. Um, worth $60 million in rap dollars. Uh, it's uh, he's at the bottom here. He said, uh, Oh, Derek says worth 60 million, 60 million in rap dollars. You found your calling, bro. Put the hoop rock down. <laughs> That's true. Before you but, hurt yourself, literally. Oh, and you, and you're not going to be able to tour. Okay, look, give me Mac. Give me Mac as well. Give me Mac as well. Because I think this is true. He's dropping hot albums on the charts and dropping hot garbage on the courts. <laughs> Why, right, y'all? Man, I'm not going to tell y'all nothing. I'm, I'm trying Ooh. to do some haters. Yo, Dr. T is bringing out the spicy chai That's tea today. It's when spicy. I heard about this last week and Chris just <laughs> casually mentioned it, I said that is the most idiotic thing I have heard all week. But look, look what Pastor Andrew said. But hasn't he brought attention and views to the league? Yes. I, I haven't know. watched I haven't not watched a single <laughs> game. But you talking about of it though. the African basketball. I have, team. I have it. It. On And the I land. understand that that's the point, but there's other ways to achieve that. They, they showing highlights on TV. It diminishes the integrity of the sport. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Yo, I love okay. it. I love that. Okay. See, well, <laughs> I had a dream so that we, I was going to be a singer. So maybe J. Cole should let me open up for him the next time he goes on tour. Then yeah, we'll I know, be easy. I know you have you have a certain level of expertise in social, social cultural <laughs> issues and stuff like this. But let me tell you about minor league sports. Gimmicks are part of minor league sports. All okay, the time. I get you. Yeah, gimmicks yeah. are if you go to some middle of nowhere um baseball. They let Garth Brooks try out for baseball before, and you know Tim Tebow was with the Mets for a while. Like minor league sports does this all the time. There's all kinds of gimmicks, left and right. Like it's not, 
but it's not minor over there. It's major. It's it's a it's a it's minor. A, it's a it's a lesser league. It's a lesser league. But the NBA not over there. So this NBA is the top NBA is the top basketball league in the country. Every other league is a lesser league. This is a lesser league. I'm not the only, only one that's upset. His sports. own his own peers are upset about this. Miley sports <laughs> because they're like he took league. somebody's spot. Yeah, they always say that about other sports too. It happens all the time. It's, it's just. <laughs> This is, they make it right. this, was they, this is how they do in minor leagues for attention and selling tickets. There was an arena football league team that was named after a drink. There was oh. a team called the Red Bulls. The, no, the Red Dogs. Named after, like, that's what they do. They do gimmicks and, and quirky, crazy stuff. This is how, this is how minor league sports is. Uh, is I, 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 I thank Dr. T for her tea today because <laughs> she took me a direction I couldn't anticipate, and I haven't laughed that hard in quite some time. So thank you. For those of you who didn't stay on, you missed it. So this was great. I need this to be cut up and put it out as an Instagram as a clip. We're so, never so going to get J. Cole on the air now, on. though. Yeah, we're never, never going to get J. Cole on the air now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> not, letting have, yeah, not letting people have dreams. Yo, the J. <laughs> it should stay a dream. <laughs> It should say a dream, just like my singing should only stay in my house. I oh, should never man. do it in any public venue. Uh, Master P uh, played with the Raptors. Like people, they this is what happens. That's the NBA. Like team, exactly. Teams do gimmicks all the time. He was legit though. Um, hey, I love it. I love the whole thing. Thank you, Doctor T. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's your take, Doctor T's takes. And I respect your take. Amen and amen. Yeah, yeah don't nobody tell uh, Dr. T your dreams. She's just, <laughs> just squashing before she, you even... She won't squash it. She'll just help you evaluate the, the reality yeah. of them. Exactly. It's nothing wrong with the dream. <laughs> just let it be a dream. He won't, he, won't know, dream. He, wouldn't, he wouldn't have known unless he had tried. Hey, man. Now he knows he is not. He did, try. he did try. He did try. He tried before. He tried he, to say. He, he popped off as a rapper. Guess mm -hmm. what? He couldn't do that. He could rap. St. John's. So he yeah. should have. That was when God tells yeah. you something, believe him. Brother went out there. Brother probably went out there a couple years ago. Wait, wait. He tells you who game. you are, believe him. Believe him. I need Derek James. Get Derek's on the screen. That last one he has, this is what Dr. T's trying to do. That's all. That, no, no, Derek, Derek, yeah. <laughs> they keep moving every time. I'm yeah, because <laughs> people is really talking Dr. T just wants you to make the layups in your that's calling. That's, that's just the layups in that's your calling. Just stay and right I'm, there. I'm you really can, concerned for breathe. his no, I'm concerned breathe. for his health. I'm concerned <laughs> for his well-being. Such Look, I fell the other day. Oh. Such just walking, and I am not 36, okay? And my oh. knees still hurt if I put weight on Such it. So, like, I actually want to know how you felt walking so I can laugh at you, but we ain't gonna do that right no, now. No, no, okay, all right. <laughs> this is great, I love it. Uh, so Derek mentioned, and I don't, I, I know of it, I don't know every take he's been saying, but uh, Kwame Brown. Derek mentioned what we think about Kwame Brown out here just going out and just telling people off on social media. So for those of you who don't know, Kwame Brown was a basketball player. He was the first high school basketball player to ever be drafted number one overall into the NBA. He 
He was the first. He was number one overall. He wasn't the first one drafted. He was the first yeah. one drafted number one overall. Uh, he was considered. He is considered a bust. One of the biggest busts in the NBA history. He did not do very well in his career. However, he did make sixty million dollars during his NBA career and played so, double digit years. Yeah. So put that into yeah. put that into he perspective. Played. There was a there was a podcast called the Up and Smoke Podcast. No, all the smoke, all the smoke, all the smoke podcast. Excuse me. And they were making uh, interviewing one of his former teammates. They made some jokes about him. Kwame Brown has gone on an absolute tear <laughs> and is just tearing these boys apart. Everybody in his past. Like, but he's you- catching – He basically, he decided all these years y'all been calling me a bust, everybody who said something, he's just spraying folks. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It's completely inappropriate. It's not politically correct. And he's just killing cats. If you didn't hold the door for Kwame Brown's mama – He's coming after he's and he's taking shots at some of the biggest black sports casters. Anybody who's ever talked about him, if you put it your mouth on it, he made Charlemagne the God apologize for something he said. And so it's been Charlemagne actually apologized. I saw I mean did he gave himself donkey today. He did apologize because he actually brought up some tragic stuff that happened in Kwame's life and it triggered some they're actually from both from South Carolina, and yeah, it, it was it was not good, but yes. So if you haven't looked up Kwame Brown on YouTube, he had an hour-long rant, and there's ways you can follow the whole thing. We're not going to play any of it here. And if we do, I leave because I'm not getting fired. Um, yeah, this is Kwame, a lot of stuff in this. Kwame came out real spicy. And so, yeah. Um, but, yes, I would suggest if you want to entertain yourself, go look it up. He it's needs to practice some of that forgiveness that Reverend Hampton was talking about. I don't think Kwame's built to forgive anybody at any point in time. He had a lot of picked up aggression, man. And he's just, he's getting everybody. He woke up and chose violence like five days in a row. That's the thing. He keeps waking up and choosing violence. (laughs) He's just going off. He'll just turn the camera on and say, here's what I got to say today. And he says it in this, because he's living in Southern Georgia now. He says in this country, he's a 6'11 black man, this country Georgian draw while he's doing it. And it's hilarious and it's completely inappropriate. And I don't approve of anybody, but I may be laughing heartily, though. And there's nothing you can say to him. You say he's a bust. His response is, I don't care. I bought my mom a house. You know, my family living good now. I made 60 plus million. He said, I put my mama on a golf course as a teenager. So mm. you, yeah. you, you, you smoke on that. What have you done? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's Where's right. your mama living? Yeah. Where your mama right. sitting? Yeah. So there we go. Oh, man. All right. Uh, you done killing people's dreams, Dr. T? I think she gave a very valid taste (laughs) because there's some young Rwandan boy who wants to ball and, and and, uh, Cole is taking his spot. I didn't think of it this way before. Now I'm, I'm with Dr. T. She brought that. People are upset other than me. I just think it's not a good look. She, she brought that spicy chai, uh, spicy chai latte today and she brought it and I'm with her. I'm with her. Oh, goodness. Oh, neighbors, want to thank you for hanging with us tonight. We do this show every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we love it when you hang with us live. So, you know, 
just come in, comment, hang out with all the neighbors. If you can't watch live, you can go to turntoyourneighbor.com for all the ways you can watch on demand, whether YouTube, Facebook, uh, the podcast, businessbully.tv. A lot of different ways for you to watch the show. Um, we love that you hang with us live, but if you can't, we understand. Just make sure you catch up on the show and uh, comment when, whenever you watch. Hit the like button whenever you watch. Share whenever you watch the show. We appreciate it. Yeah. And leave your comments. Like he said, leave the comments. We actually do look at it. We we do look at it. We try to respond to it at times. So please, please feel free to watch and leave your comments. Uh, Pastor Hampton, congratulations. Go watch the, the whole thing. We, we gave you a tribute, brother. He said he said he's going to go back and watch it. I wouldn't say it's a tribute. <laughs> 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 no. expectations. Brother, Just there was like my phone. There was editing involved, brother. There was a music number. Just go ahead and watch it. Dr. T sang for us to show it's, off it's, her dreams. I think like he's saying, I believe the children are future. It was a beautiful rendition of that. So, but but what we would like, uh, neighbors, if you are single or know any single people, tell your single friends to hit us up in the, in our inbox. Whoa, um, oh, if you have a single person that wants we to talked about this last we week, we talked about this like two weeks ago. That, <laughs> that would like to be and willing to be on the show. Oh, okay. If you know oh. any single people, we didn't trash you, Pastor. Uh, if you if you are single or know any single people, tell them uh, hit us up on, in the Turn Your Neighbor inbox on Facebook or any one of our Facebook pages, or or do something. Figure out a way. Um, comment comment on on this video and say you you, you want to be down. You want to be on the show, and we will get you on the show. We want to have a show about. What it's like to be single and Christian out in these swipe left, swipe right streets, trying to trying to make something of yourself or your relationship. So we want to have that discussion because I have yeah. no idea what it's like. Yeah, we're not trying to holler. Let's make that clear. It was just phrasing that threw me off. We wasn't telling the single ladies to get in my nope. That wasn't that was him. So we just wanted we just wanted to get you on the show. Be clear. Hey, I'm afraid of my wife every day. Make this abundantly clear. No, I, no, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. I'm not going to farm the neighborhood. Nobody for single, that. People. Hey, just be now, sure. I, if, I, if I'm looking for a woman, I'll do like regular people do. I'll just go to Instagram and look at pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Come on. It's, it's time for us to go. Yes, it's it's a joke. It's you know. Oh goodness. I got oh, nervous. God. I'm nervous now. Crazy. Not crazy. All right, y'all. Um, yeah, we're going to get out of here. Until next time, take care and be blessed. Peace.